All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Oilers Nation Radio, episode 188. Bag Milk, Tyler, Rick, and Zach Lang sitting in for Dan today. Lots to get to. Been a busy, busy week for our beloved Edmonton Oilers. And I'm issuing a public warning yep. to Tyler Uremchuk. He's got the masters on, on his iPad over here. Didn't even go full screen though. And I can't on that. Really? What I'm saying is if too much attention is being paid to the masters, as opposed to the podcast, I'm going to make this a nightmare to edit. Okay. But so earlier you said, I can't watch it at all, but now you're saying if too much attention is paid, yeah, I will make this a nightmare. If I say Tyler and I get a blank stare from your face. I've seen that before anyways, even without the masters. You know what I mean? So Tyler is now bringing his masters over. Oh, he I thought he's going to just put it on top of the camera. Starting off already. All right, let's go. Hey. Some Oilers. And fuck too. Dick. No, there's one. Let's see how many I get in. Nine eight, more. And eight more to go. Is it I nine will. I'm going to do be good on this pod. All right. All right, so we're going to kick it off. Episode 188, as we do every week for our friends at Oodle Noodle. Brand new location, Fort Saskatchewan. If you are in Fort Saskatchewan or the surrounding eras, hey, Gibbons, I'm talking to you. Head into Fort Saskatchewan. Grab yourself some Oodle Noodles. Delicious. Is Gibbons close to uh, Fort Saskatchewan? It would be the closest Oodle Noodle. It's about 15 minutes, sure. 20 minutes away. Oh, fair enough. Hey, GBA, Bonacord, you're in there too. You know I'm looking at you. Mundare, come on in. Bonacord has a really good Chinese food place and a hotel. But it's not Oodle Noodle. dingy, but it is not Oodle Noodle. Fair enough. And you can't get it on DoorDash. Ding dong. Tyler, Mm -hmm. what is our delicious debate this week for our friends at Oodle Noodle? Well, I didn't think we'd really get to this point, at least as quickly as we did, but 
if the playoffs started today, who would be your goalie of choice? Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Both guys, to their credit, heating up at the right time. Mike Smith, playing well. Playing very well. Staying healthy. Costco, playing well. So I'm going to start off with Zachary Lang. Who's your ideal goalie for round one playoffs? If, of course, knock on wood. We're not counting one's chickens. I mean, I think you got to go with Smith. I, I like it's tough. I Ooh, mean, that surprised me. Yeah, I know it surprised, surprised me, me too, but he is playing good as of late. Like in the last six games, obviously this six game winning streak has been great. 937 save percentage between both goaltenders uh, on like since the Calgary game. So you got to like that. I don't really think there's a bad option, but it seems like the team's more confident and comfortable in front of Mike Smith. And as much as I hate always talking about this, he does have the ability to play the puck really well. And it you you listen to the players talk about it, and they love that about him. It was great uh, last night. Yeah, like it adds a different and, layer. The last two nights, really. Well, obviously, I mean the San Jose yeah. game. I mean, what, what more can you say? That was unbelievable, right? Because like I'll give Mike Smith credit, um, and I think by the way, I said this on Better Late Than Ever. But if you're gonna shit on Mike Smith, <laughs> which I have a hundred mm-hmm. times, you also have to say when he's playing well. Yep. And against San Jose, that's not a win unless Mike Smith's on top of his game because they the boys just didn't play all that well. San Jose is so fucking boring with that trap style they play and the Oilers just couldn't break through it. It was way tight. Nuge scored the shorty in the back half of the third period. Obviously went to OT Smith, big assist on Connor's goal. But if it wasn't for him, I don't know if we're talking about a six game win streak. No, we're definitely not like this run. He's been on has been unreal. Like they sweep their way through California on the back of Mike Smith's performances. And I agree. If you're going to shit on a player, I always say you need to give them credit when it's due. And it's absolutely due with Mike Smith right now. With all that being said, I'm going Nico game one. He's got a longer track record of success this season. And I want the guy who I believe is the best chance of giving me a good start. And I still think right now with Mike Smith, it's maybe not 50 50 anymore, but in my opinion, there's a 30, 35% chance you're going to get a bad start out of him. And with Miko, I think that number is not a lot smaller, but it's a little smaller in my opinion, based on what we've seen from him. Rick, who are you starting? You know what? I, I, I'm going back to Schmitty. Um, just the way he's been playing when he's healthy. I think you're seeing over the last two seasons that when he's healthy, he's putting up uh, really good numbers. Um, and I think this team rallies around him. I think this team rally, rallies around players that kind of get, I don't know, attacked by by Oilers Twitter. You know, There's always a player or two out there that kind of takes it a little bit tougher than, than the rest of the players. And I think this team really rallies behind him. You saw earlier in the season, Mika wasn't playing great. And Connor, all he did was pump his tires in the, in the, uh, at the presser, I think you saw, mm-hmm. you see it every day. Um, how the team reacts to Smitty when he's doing something good. This it's a, it's, it's a very tight team. And, uh, I think, yeah, I think you just start with Smitty. And if, if, if it's not a good one, then I think you feel pretty confident in putting Miko in the next game. I think I'd start Miko just because like Tyler said, he just body of work all season. He's been the better of the two. But don't you think it comes down to pretty much who is it's going to come down to like the last two games of the regular yeah, season. Unless they're, unless, they're, sure. unless they're like resting guys and, and there's something weird in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We haven't seen it recently because we haven't really lost recently, but I do believe it's win, play, lose next guy. See, and I, I, I think it is the way it's being handled right now. But I would I would have more of a rotation that's just based on keeping each guy fresh. I think the thing we can take from this conversation is that if we're split on it, 
I'm sure that Oilers coaching staff is even a little bit split on it as well, right? In terms of who would be the guy for game one. So like I would go back to Miko against Colorado. I, I'd want to keep Mike Smith fresh and say, hey, yeah, you played yeah, yeah, yeah. four That's in a right. row now. Yep. We're going back to Miko for a game. Yep. Miko, if you play well, you're getting the next one against Mini. Yep. But if you play well, then we're going back to Smitty for the third game. Like I don't think anyone should start three games in a row for the rest of the season. Well, because that's how it went last year and it worked really well when both guys were on top of their games. Well, and if, if we can keep Smith healthy, again, knock on wood probably, yeah. maybe that's what you go to, more of a 50-50 down these last 10 games. And I think the determining factor might be what we saw last night in his puck handling abilities. Also, I'm just, I'm worried about his health though in the sense like, come on, when he looked like his leg was banged up against San Jose, everybody's like, oh no, not again. Well, like hey, that and like the injuries he's had this year one aren't related to each other, right? which is a little concerning when you think of a guy suffering two different injuries. That could be unlucky, but it's still concerning. And like the one thumb injury was on a play where whatever, like he caught a puck or he was covering a puck and he hurt his thumb and was out for three weeks. Like yeah. it's I think clear that's his, just a weird one though. I know, but that doesn't happen <laughs> to other goalies, <laughs> you know, like I, I think there's reason to look at Smith and be like, we need to take the foot off the gas with him because we want him to be healthy and his body isn't what a 30 year old spot. I was is. honestly I surprised that he started last night against LA. Me too. Not but that it, he didn't deserve the start cause he's been playing well. I just thought rest, you know, the but this thing. is, a, this is, this is a bit of why they were playing him before getting him up and running, which everyone is getting kind of Schmitty tired. Battles. Of, yeah, exactly. Right. Everyone's getting tired of hearing that, but now we <laughs> see what, 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 why he, that, why they did it. Mm-hmm. Last 10 games for Mike Smith dating back to Carolina on February 27th, six, three and one and a nine eighteen save percentage. Dating back to the game against Carolina. And all we ever asked for was league average. 905 to 915 on a consistent basis. All we've ever asked for. You give us that and even a little bit more. This team is, this team is going to cause a lot of people trouble. And right now league average goaltending is down this year too. I think it's like a 908 save percentage is the average of this year. So you're getting you get us 915, 918, man. This team's going to go. Oh. They're going deep. 915, 918. They're going to the conference finals. In my I opinion. honestly, yeah. I like, still kind of legit. see them going there right now. My concern, uh, if they give us 915, 19, 18 down the stretch, I'll be very excited. The D zone coverage is still a question mark for me, though. Really? I think they've a gotten bit. a lot better at five on five as a whole. Woody has the boys rolling. He does. When they're playing, but there's well, still work to do. When they're playing part. well, they're good. They, do they have little brain farts here and there? Yes. That's where I need them to tighten that shit up because, like, but against, I think you're going to see that in a lot of teams, period. We watch this team almost every second, right? So we're yeah. going to see that all the time. I almost guarantee you, um, teams out there, have the same issues. I mean, Ethan bear must've because he was healthy scratches for a couple of times, right? Yeah. There's gotta be t- times Tampa Bay has these little ups and downs too. We are just so close to this team. We really don't see that coming from other teams and I'm almost guaranteeing it happens I, over there too. The story I, I, or the thing I love bringing up is if you watch the Oilers two games against Tampa Bay this year, Victor Hedman played terribly. Yeah, like in the first game, he had like three or four grade A turnovers when they were in Tampa. Connor torched him. And then Connor torched him and he had another bad turnover in that game. And I always think about that when Oilers fans like jump down the throat of like Darnell Nurse and he's playing exceptionally poor or he's had some exceptionally poor moments over the last two weeks. But I always think like we're so close and invested. And I think sometimes people jump on the mistakes that certain Oilers make and are like, ah, good teams don't do this. And it's like, actually, sometimes good players and good teams do have bad games and like, it's okay. Well, they're human. We're talking about Mike Smith. Like, again, if you're going to shit on him, you get better say that he's playing well. Mm-hmm. So that's what was a surprise to me last night. He's playing really, really well against the Kings. And he was against the Sharks before that. And people were like, whoa, well, uh, I'm not going to give me, well, give the guy a little credit. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Cause they're going to jump on the first little mistake. And then some guys in this team, they, 
you make one little mistake and it gets magnified. But the other side of that that drives me nuts is when like I tweeted out after the San Jose game, like one of an all time great goalie play from Mike Smith on that pass. And someone tweeted me and was like, he's been good this whole time. Oilers fans just need to learn to shut up. Like they don't know what they're talking about. And it was like, okay, well like that's going too far. Objectively, he has not been good this he's whole time. He's been bad. But he's, like, you know what? He's turning it around. Can't yeah. you, can't you put a little bit of that play based on his injuries too though? Maybe. Now that he now that he's healthy and he's and he's this is his first long stretch of healthy hockey this season. He's he's playing well. He's looking exactly like we had last year. Maybe Dave Tippett was on to something, guys. There's many battles. No, that you got to get him up and running. <laughs> it just takes a minute. Well, yeah, it's like, it's he, like using Bowser and Donkey Kong. You know, it takes a minute to get up to the, top the, speed. But the five guys in front of him are playing a hell of a lot better too. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the big difference too. Is the system is completely different under Woodcroft. It's a it's a different team. Like, like yeah. Jay Woodcroft is making guys like Devin Shore look like a, like a competent bottom six player. Well, if we're talking about the goaltending too, with, with Jay Woodcroft, a big thing that I've noticed is that the goalies aren't backing into their own goaltender at the, in their own blue line anymore. That's like a the huge D-men difference. Coming in? Yeah. The, well, when the forwards are coming in on the rush, the opposing oh. forwards, the, the defense are standing them up at the blue line a lot more than they were under Dave. Because they know they have a forward coming it's back. A whole to, lot to, less pressure they on they the have a forward coming back to, to take their spot. Um, when the, the puck goes behind them, they hold up the body. Forward goes back, picks up the puck, moves to their defenseman. And it's, you know, Bob's your uncle. Let's go. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Shout out to Bob. <laughs> Shout out to Bob. So I wanted to hear from you. Delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. Who would you start game one of the playoffs? Again, we're knocking on woods. Got, got no knock on wood, man. We're going to the playoffs. We're playing the first game. Hey, it's hey, going to hey, be hey. a couple blocks from here. We've hey, got walk with some confidence, points. boys. Oh, you're, you're not in the playoffs until the magic number is zero. That's right. And the magic number right now, 14. according to Matt Iwanek, is 14. Yeah. I love that he has become, Matt Iwanek, that is, has he's become the authority on the magic number of the He's last been doing this for a couple of years, yeah. Like last night, I the first thing I did when the game wrapped is I popped over to his Twitter account to see if I was like, where are we at? And again, if you don't know what the magic number is, Tyler, please explain. The magic number is 14. The Oilers either need to gain 14 points or the Vegas Golden Knights need to lose out on 14 points. Meaning if they lose in regulation, the magic number drops two. If they lose in OT, they've lost out on one point. The magic number drops one. So any combination of that allows you Oilers to make the point. Oilers win their next seven games. Where she goes. Okay. Vegas could win out at that point, And it doesn't matter because Edmonton gained 14. If Edmonton were to lose every game down the stretch, and Vegas were to also lose seven games. Don't matter. Edmonton's getting it. Pull up the schedule. Everyone pull up the schedule. We've got the schedule. Don't worry about it. We okay. got a lot to get to. Now, what day? What day do they get the X? Oh, I, I'm probably the wrong guy to be doing this stuff because I predicted Leon Dreisaitl wouldn't get 50 until tomorrow. Which <laughs> 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 is an all-timer for me. Um, well, okay. So we're going to look at the schedule then. So tomorrow, Colorado. If they Listen, that would be a 10th straight win at home. Perhaps Unreal. if they get it, well, there's a played Colorado fairly well, you know, mm-hmm. I like it. I'd love to see them beat Colorado tomorrow. And then all of a sudden things get a little bit easier. So we've got Colorado tomorrow. That's Saturday. We've got Minnesota on Tuesday, Nashville, Thursday, Vegas, Saturday. We've got a big week coming up for the Edmonton. Oilers. Colorado plays tonight too. Whomst Calgary. No, sir. In the, uh, airportless city. That's oh, a long so they got a bus ride. Bus ride. They got a bus ride in. Come on, Winnipeg. Just like rough them up a little bit, Winnipeg. Do us a fucking favor for once. Good lord. Outside uh, of Mitzi's, you've done nothing it, for. And me. it does look like we got Kemper. So Frank Coos plays tonight. Mm. They're both good though. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say for Rick's when will they clinch question. I'm going to say the Oilers clinch on Sunday the 24th after a win over Columbus. I'll buy that. I say they're in 
by the end of the 20th against Dallas. Really? Yeah, because there's going to be some Vegas negatives in there. So if, let's say, so that Dallas game, there's five more games. You're going to say what? The others go four one, and two, one? Three, four, five. Yeah, I think we can do something like that. Because you look at, here's what Vegas, but like Vegas has a much easier yeah. schedule. So tomorrow they've got Arizona, then Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. Vancouver so, just whooped them four one. Yep, so we need a little bit of help. Vancouver, quads, we need you. You specifically quads. If the oiler, if the Canucks do not beat the Golden Knights on Tuesday, I'm holding you personally responsible. They've got the Flams. It'd be nice if the Flams helped us out, but I don't depend on Calgary for anything. Then they've got New Jersey, Washington, San Jose, Dallas, Chicago, St. Louis. The Actually, their schedule isn't as easy as I thought it was. How um, funny would it be if Arizona beats Vegas tomorrow? Night? Good. They easily yeah, could, man. It. That's a team that's, they're getting down on themselves, right? Like it's yeah. almost over. Some dudes in there are going to like, they're going to start mailing it in. And the one thing too, about a team like Arizona, they're at a spot in the, in the season where they're, Hey, they're playing loose. They've got, look, who cares? They got everything to gain, man. They're playing for next year. Yeah. So when you start spoiling shit. Yeah. It's fun. Last night's win though was huge. That's a huge, it puts a little bit of space between the Oilers and Vegas, a little bit of space between the Oilers and LA. So here we are as of today, Friday, April 8th, Edmonton, 72 games played. They've got 89 points. They are six back of Calgary. They are now three up on LA with a game of hand. Played the same number of games as Vegas, but they are up by seven points. That now we're starting to get a little bit of a gap there. Yeah. The interesting part too, magic number wise, if you beat Vegas, that's a four point swing in the yes. magic number, right? You're gonna drop that yeah, thing. baby. Even if you let's say you win one of these against Colorado Mini Nashville, magic numbers down to twelve. Let's say Vegas wins all there, so it's only at twelve. You're still gonna drop that bad boy to eight in one foul swoop if you can find a way to knock off the Golden Knights next Saturday. I see it. I see double dubs next week for the nation trip. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, I can't imagine. We're, I am we're imagining. Due. Is we're it due. is it possible for them to clinch while we're in Nashville? Oh, hot damn. They could get six and no. Well, uh, two, need- four. No, they can't. No? Ah. How close can we be? You'd be two points out. Because oh, if, if, if Vegas went in. 0 for 3 and we went 3 and 0, that would be 12 up 12 points. Wins. Hot damn. Are we going to go nuts on Thursday night after that game if we're uh, two mm-hmm. points away? And looking at the wild card. Vegas is trading both the stars and predators with uh, more games played. Vegas's so. only opportunity to make the playoffs is to get it in the, in the Pacific. And I really want them to miss. Yeah, I want because, them to miss. So yeah, had, because I've they've ve- had too much fun, but they also have the, uh, the cap goes away. So they get some players back if they make the, uh, sh- if they make the, the, the tournament. And um, I'd rather not see that. Cause they can't do anything right. Tyler right now with no. Mark stone out no. and what's his balls. No. Yeah. Other one. Like they found a way to squeeze Martinez back in the lineup or whatever, but that's cause they moved to Riley Smith on LTIR. Oh yeah. Yep. So yeah, there's similar cap. And it's actually funny to look at their team right now too. Like, Oh, you built up this team. You couldn't fix your LTIR shit. And like their forward group does not look that good right now. We were saying that at the beginning of the season. Yeah, that too. And, but we were always like, Oh, watch. They're going to go get Eichel. But now they have Eichel and he's playing on a line with Dodonov and Stevenson. That's fine. They have Mike Amadio in their top six. Their third line is Yanmark. Nicholas Roy and Keegan Colsar. And uh, I was talking to someone about Vegas the other day. Uh, I think it was McKenna. And he was like, that fourth line doesn't even play. Like they have a D man up there. They're running seven D. Like it's a shit show right now in Vegas. Am I the only one who doesn't think Eichel? Okay. Am I the only one who thinks Eichel is overrated by some? I think he's a hell of a player. I think he's good. I, I don't think, think it's good for him. I think that coming in, you think who's he's an over, you think he's overrated? De- uh, depending on overrated. some, depending on what some people say, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is who do you, who's his comparables? 
What kind of what kind of shelf are you putting him on? He's obviously not there with Connor. I don't think he's there on the next shelf with Leon and, and Austin Matthews. The next shelf, I don't even know who you ends up him on with that. Marner? I think he's on that. I think he's a tier three superstar. You could call him, right? Like he's not all, all world France. You taking Eichel or Huberto? Eichel. Really? Well, I think if you, I think if you, put, if, in there? I think if you put Eichel in Florida with what Hubert, like I think you put Eichel in Florida, he has a hundred points already a full year, healthy yeah, season, all that. That's fair. But this is an interesting case study too. When you look at Vegas and their decision to go get these big name superstars like Jack Eichel and Alex Petrangelo. And as you mentioned, Tyler, like they don't have a lot of depth through their lineup. Like no. they're a top heavy team, even when they're healthy with guys like stone and Pacioretty, you know, Martinez in the lineup. I, I just, I don't know, man. I just don't know if that was the, the best possible thing for them to do going after, you know, Petrangelo and Eichel, who they shoot what, themselves 19, in the they shoot themselves in the foot. Nineteen million dollars in cap space between them two. They of them or yeah, they can't really grow. I mean, you look at the other team. I know obviously we're really close, but this team has a lot of growth um, still coming up, right? A lot of a lot of really good prospects coming yeah. up um, that are like almost NHL ready. They're gonna be legit players, and I don't I don't think you see that over in in Vegas. And I, they're spending so much money on their top end. They're they're in big trouble over there. They've mm-hmm. depleted their prospect pool. Like they have nothing coming up. Nothing. Yeah, whether you're in Edmonton or Vegas. I recommend checking out our friends at DoorDash. Thank you. Ding dong. Ding Ding dong. dong. As you were, Zach. I was just going to say, like, I got a bunch of buddies back in Calgary and they give me shit all the time for being an Oilers fan. They're like, oh, well, McDavid and Dreisaitl eat up $20 million in cap space. Yeah, well, they got 200 points between the two of them. (laughs) Like, like what? Like, you know what I mean? Points per dollar is not an issue with the Oilers. Not at all with those guys, right? Like, they're getting the most out of those guys. And granted, yeah, they're tier one, tier two superstars. Question. Right? Connor hit 50? He yes. is. Yeah. He's gonna oh, yeah. I it's going to be one of my mailbag answers yeah. or in my mailbag answer. I think he is I think he has a hat trick in him still this year. I I, oh, yeah. I tweeted out yesterday that I think that uh Leon really doesn't give two shits about the rocket anymore. His goal is for Connor and him both to be 50 hundred guys. Yeah. When was the last time you seen that? Uh, oh. I actually that, tweeted Chalmers about it. The early 90s with with uh, Lemieux and Yager. Yeah, I Chalmers did, yeah. was all about it. I yeah. saw that. He, he tried to put his best on the uh, on the job and tag bag milk and he was confused as to why he got tagged. Yeah, well, yeah, I was like, this is this is my thing, man. I'm not gonna do this research for so, you. So the last, Google that shit yourself. So yeah, the last two, the last team that had two players <laughs> with 50 goal scores was the 94, 95 Penguins, and it's happened a bunch of other times too. Not Mario, post. Mario and Yager. Mario and Yager. 93, 94 Wings and Blues. 92, 93 Sabers, Pens, Blues, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the last team with two 50 goal scores to win the cup was a certain team down the highway in a certain point in time in the late 1980s. Who is 50 for them? I will look it up again. Newendike? Newendike. Uh, and you? I don't yeah, know. Is it Flurry? Maybe. Was he still there when they won their ring? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> the worst part about it is that happened at the fucking they might ball. I don't think it's Gary Roberts. Hold on. Not Come a on, Google machine. I don't know anything about the flames. I'm proud of it. I'm just trying to say names out here. Well, uh, uh, Newendike and Joe Mullen. Oh, Joey Mullen. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I almost forgot he was there. I don't even know who that is. He used to play for Pittsburgh oh. when, uh, when Eberle was drafted, the, that was his comparable. Really? Yes, sir. <laughs> I love that. You know that. Thank you. That was Joe Mullen's only 50 goal season too. Interestingly enough. There you well, go. he was behind all those guys in Pittsburgh. That's tough. Another thing I want to hear from you. If you're listening to this Owen radio podcast on Twitter and Instagram does Connor hit 50. I, I agree that I agree oh, yeah. that Leon's going to beat the team forward. wants him to get it. It's just like last year with a hundred points, right? Like 
they were looking for it like crazy. If you make shots like you did last night for that goal, that was gonna do it. But do it in a couple that, games. That was a snipe. But what the fuck was Quick doing? We he, he was, was like, cheating. Yeah, yeah. He was way cheating. cheating. But that's the danger of McDavid, right? And and this Modi's kind of in where even on the power play, I noticed him looking to shoot a little bit more. Yeah. If if you cheat pass, he's gonna make you pay right now. Like he's got what seven games in a row with a goal or some crazy six, shit, like yeah. six, and he's got seven over that stretch. So, so right is, now, Connor, just before you get into your point, Tyler McDavid over his last 15 games, so he's on a 15 game point streak, 13 goals, 16 assists, 29 points. Just silly. Just Nonsense. Silly. Didn't we it's talk like, about this a couple weeks ago? Yeah. This, takes this, off? this late season heater, he always seems to go on. First of all, fun to watch. Second mm. of all, it's putting pennies in my jeans like crazy. Mm-hmm. Over a point and a half, it's just might as well just chuck it in your bank account. It was plus 100 yesterday. Yeah, easy that's money. easy money. Like that's it's just delicious. That's nice when he puts the first one in three minutes into the game. Yep, good living. And yep. dude, like he that was also um, what's his face was also the one who he he moved first, and that Connor got that overtime goal against him too, right? Quick. Yeah. Yep. That's the one where he made him look away, silly. Yeah. Yeah. He dropped his shoulder, and he might have Quick's number. You can watch him in the playoffs. He can probably come out and snipe a couple. I think Connor's got everybody's number right now. Well, he's in his head right Eight now. Eight goals in his final 10 games is what he needs for 50. I think he has a Hattie in him that gets him five in his last nine, and he'll do that easily. Yeah, he'll he'll hit it. He he deserves it, too. And it's about time that he's starting to shoot the pill more, too. Yeah. Like well, needs, that's one he, thing, too. Like He's so lethal. Like He's got yeah. such a good shot, and he doesn't use it as much. And it pisses me off sometimes when <laughs> yeah. Leon and Connor just play pass, 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 mm-hmm. and nobody shoots the puck. Like, just like one somebody of those, shoot the goddamn puck. Yeah, it's one of those things where, Connor, I'm like, man, buddy, you're so much better than everybody else in the line in the, on the ice. Shoot it. Like, but even a couple of shots will open up that pass a lot more. Yes, too. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Like and Connor could score 60 in this league. Easy. And on the power play too, like having nude shooting from the other side too, it's going to help. You need more than one pitch. Yeah, that's it. Nuge being back in the lineup. Huh. We almost didn't give him enough credit when they were missed or give them enough credit for how they played without him. Him coming back has been unbelievable. This guy, That's- like to the people who maybe complained about that contract when they signed it, I don't see how you could have, but this you guy goal scoring up. Yeah, maybe, but he just touches so many areas. The line I, I I've used a few times now is hands in every cookie jar, man. He does everything. Look at what him and Hyman did on the PK against the sharks. Unreal. Those two that, are just fucking relentless. That last shift PK. last night. That last shift last night. Hyman is out there loved that, it. Hyman's so unreal. Funny. Hyman is so Do good. we not have a uh, Nuge 2.0 in the roster too? McLeod? Yes, sir. That dude is skates. out there all the time. Yeah, he skates better than Nuge. Like he's got what? that straight line speed. Yeah, he looks like oh, Connor when he picks up the puck. You have, to look at, you have to look twice. But that guy's out there on the power play. The guy's out there on the penalty kill. He's trying to find places to put him in the uh, top six last night because obviously his wingers aren't keeping up. And they need that third line has to be Fogel, Ryan, and Nuge, which kind of sucks for McLeod without proper wingers. He's going to have to get pops up. That's or the you, thing. You don't want him on the fourth line either. Yeah. I, I think, or you go back to like McLeod can keep up in the top six and contribute. Go back to Nuge, Broussard, and Pugliarvi and have McLeod as dry side winger. They worked well together. Or go back to 11 7. And yeah. rotate McLeod up in the top six. I would also, I wouldn't mind Yessa on the third line with Nuge in the sense that that would give him some easier lineups and he's been a beast right now. But that third line, they put them together and they scored they right did. away. And then the next shift, yeah. they had another try. Like it's, yep. it's almost like the fly line from two years ago or whatever. Just put them together. Okay. You've already got your top six. Try and figure out a fourth line and roll with it. Cause it's working right now. Don't mess with it. Obviously Vote. we're, uh, we were talking about, uh, 
Point Plateaus. We recorded last Friday, Monday, Leon, 50 goals times two. He hit it again. And he did it on one leg, kind of. Charlie Horse has to be. Is it down to a knee? If I'm guessing, if we're being our doctors, Mm. we're being podcast doctors. Mm. That looks like a Charlie Horse to me. Yeah, it's a bruise. He just hit his knee. Just looks like a stiff dead leg. But you did see that he noticed who was going behind the net and he stepped into him harder, right? Oh, yeah. Like he saw that was Zegris and he went and hit him harder. If that's not Zegris, he's not trying to hit him that hard. But he knows it's Zegris and he doesn't want some sort of um, Michigan goal. No. Smoke him. Hit him. You take the body. I'm straight. And if you're Zegris, I don't want a giant handsome German flying at me like that. Oh, that guy's, <laughs> when he guys angry, man, that guy's terrifying. Yeah. Even so like, let's say his legs at like 80% or whatever. I think his skating was a little bit off against LA, but the amount of times or like even in his own end where he just like uses his body and it's just like, no, you're not getting the puck. No, and I, the guy's like defenseless. It looks like me trying to go at him where they just like, they're trying to like wrap their arms around him, but he's just kind of like twisting his shoulders. He's like, too no, strong. No, That's no. if I'm Woodcroft, I'm stapling Jesse to, uh, to Leon at practice, just like getting them to do battle drills. Cause Leon could probably show him a ton yeah oh yeah with that yes, giant just, carcass of his is naturally just the way he stands he gets in the hockey position it's like a three and a half minute skate to get around him yeah he's just a giant tripod out there yeah like, like it's, it's nuts and he's and he's talented with a stick <laughs> he's trying to figure he's out absolutely how to, how to, a tripod out there <laughs> good for him. a big stick and two legs <laughs> it's more a table now i guess now i'm thinking about it <laughs> uh another thing i want to mention here Jay Woodcroft has been the Oilers head coach for 28 games. He is now 19, seven and two over that time. That is a point. That is a 71% win percentage. Boys have now had three separate five game win streaks under his watch. Uh, Zach real quick. What's the biggest difference to you under Woodcroft? Um, I mean, can I just say everything because everything is different under Woodcroft? I mean, obviously the five on play, five on five play, I think is the biggest difference. Um, the yeah. ability for the players to track back to pucks has been massive and defensively they're standing guys up at the blue line. And that was something we weren't seeing under Dave Tippett a lot. You know, Tippett seemed to want the players to allow the opposition to gain the zone. And then when that happened, they were lost. There was just, there seemed to be no structure in their game. Uh, so I think the biggest thing is probably the structure that, that Woody and, and Manson have brought in. We heard right away, though, as uh, as well as the structure, which is obvious, but we heard right away with uh, with some of the guys interviews was there's better communication out there, you know, whether it be Fogel or Derek Ryan. um, They just felt like they were were now like a part of the team. Like, it's weird that they weren't a part of the team before, but everyone's pulling on the rope. Everyone's got a job to do and everyone's expected to go out there and do it. And there's obvious rewards for uh, doing well. And I think there's obvious uh, punishments or whatever for uh, really not yeah, we're pulling your weight. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think it's, he's done every, everything. You mentioned Warren Fogel yesterday on real life. My Zach boy. was sitting in, he was talking about the underlying numbers. Hasn't got the goals. We probably needed last night. That was one of those plays where what a beautiful passing play. Every single oiler on the ice touched the puck before it went in. It even Schmidt, like, even Schmidt, he's battling out there. Tyler, yeah, we talked some smack about Warren Fogel, but he came through and they need more from him uh, down the stretch here. But um, yeah, like with Woodcroft, I, I did a YouTube video outlining the difference in the numbers and I broke the season up into three chunks, right? There was the good start 15 and five. There was the rest of the Tippett era. And then there's the Woodcroft era. The only stretch where they're in the top 20 in five on five shots against per 60 is under Woodcroft, which shows me that again, it's been a 
good sample size now, Woodcroft has done something to improve their ability to stop scoring chances or reduce scoring chances, I should say. And that's that's been the most important part for me. Like this team, I, I never doubted their ability to score, whether it's McDavid and Drysaddle running together or, you know, now that they have the, the depth with new third line, which I suppose is a Woodcroft thing, like I never doubt their ability to score, but it feels like the structure and the way they're playing at five on five is just leading to much better results in the defensive end. They're even spending less time in the defensive end. So that that's huge. Well, I think something that's interesting too, just to jump in again, oh, go ahead. sorry. Um, limiting McDavid and dry time on ice. We've seen minutes are way we've down. seen the minutes get knocked back. And even though it's, you know, maybe two or three minutes, that's a huge difference for these guys. Look at a guy like Daryl, you know? Yeah. Like just knocking back some of these top minutes. And, and, and again, that comes to like, we've talked about getting more out of the depth players on the team. You know, it, it finally seems like we can comfortably roll three or four lines at any point in the game throughout any defensive pairing. And you're, you're almost comfortable out there because you see that structure. And even when in a game like against Calgary, where that structure is completely lost, look what's happened in the six games since 12 goals against 13 goals against, I think in six games, like that's unbelievable. So it's nice to see them kind of be able to rein it back in a little bit too. And, and, and focus on that defense. Those top three lines, I'm more than confident putting them out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, that I'll fourth line, I'm praying we can find a way to uh, help out McLeod because I think he's a hell of a player. I don't know if that's Shore and Broussard. I'm fairly certain it's not Zach Cassian. I think he's almost played himself off the roster. Yeah. You saw it yesterday. He's kind of bumped down one. And as soon as he left that line, that, you know, the Nuge, the Nuge Ryan Fogel line popped a goal. And yep. then the next month they had another opportunity. I think Cassian's played himself off this roster. Finally. I wonder who, where, where he lands. Cause like, I don't think, and I'm sorry, Zach Cassian, if you listen to this, I don't think he's on the roster next year. The nope. buyout's actually not bad. I saw I don't you want them to buy him out. But from what I understand is he's, How there's many years value that contract. There. There's so four, two, that would be a four year buyout, right? Yeah. So the first year would be like nine sixty six K uh, cap hit. The second year would be like 1.8 million. Then the following two years would be like 900,000 again. That spike to 1.8 sucks. Hey, I just like, you you yeah, so at that point, it's, be, it's better to retain half than but at the, in the same breath at that point, Duncan Keith's off your books. Yeah. Right. So really, if you just look at it that way, you say, okay, well you're gaining $3 million in cap space. But like, why do we always right? have to buy people that? Why can't we have one of those ones where Holland gets something done and it's just like, Whoa, okay. Yeah, but create well, yeah. Who's going to want Zach Cassian? From what I understand, there are there is a a, a market out there for it. I, we don't know exactly what it is, but Frank from talked about that. That's last what year, I mean. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, before the the trade freeze was lifted around the expansion draft, there was talk yeah. about the Rangers being really interested in Cassian. Perfect. And you can have them. They went with the Ryan Reeves route, right? Yeah. But yeah, I I think there could be interesting Cassian. Maybe you have to keep a million bucks to get some team to give you a fifth rounder for him. But that's probably more appetizing than the buyout route yeah. on Zach. And yes. saving that two point two, like it's 2. huge 2, for us right that's now. That's the difference, or could be the difference between if you bring back Evander Kane or not, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, yesterday or earlier this week, uh, Bob Stoffer, I'm paraphrasing, he was talking about scenarios where the Oilers keep Kane, Puliarvi, and Yamamoto, but they're going to have to get creative with moving some money out. So Stafford doesn't generally talk about that kind of stuff. If he's, he's talked about moving Barry out for another, for, you know, someone who can play a lot more defensive role. Well, with Bush doing what he's doing, like it just makes sense with I'll, and I'll no offense to Barry Tyson Barry last night, that shorthanded goal against bro. That was all on you, man. You that have, was a soft ass play. In your you have to have some sort of responsibility when you're the only D man. Out on yes. That power play. Yes. There's gotta be some sort of call too, when you're like, you just fire that puck backwards. 
Like get it off your stick, get it away from the kid. You've got a guy all over you. Yes. He's, he's, and you he know, one handed up the board. You call whatever you call, like just fire it backwards, fire it backwards, get it away from that danger area. You're already up one, one player, set it up again, start all over. Again, that's the interesting thing about Oilers fans though, is last night that goal goes in the shorty and a lot of people were like, well, Mike Smith should have, I was like, that is Smith is not the problem oh, on that you. play. Sorry, you were going to shoot your shot on Barry. Yeah. I know you've so, been waiting for it. <laughs> I've been itching for this one. Uh, Go ahead. Jeff Merrick from Sportsnet mentioned last week or two weeks ago, uh, Seattle Kraken and Montreal Canadiens are two teams that could be interested in Barry because neither of those clubs are going to have a puck moving power play quarterback. Jeff Petrie's probably gone from Montreal this offseason. So you flip Barry to either of those teams for magic beans. You clear some cap, maybe get a depth player back. Sign and Kulak. It, sign Kulak. He's just as efficient at moving the puck, I think, as Tyson Barry is. And Kulak is showing he's more defensively responsible. I would too. also say that Kulak is the reason that Barry's settled down a little bit over the last little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. And it was interesting too, even when Kulak came in and, and he was out. They were like, well, you know, Brett, like you're, you're kind of a jack of all trades. Like, how do you kind of see yourself as a defenseman? And he kind of said that he's like, you know, I'm going to work off whatever my partner is. So if they're an offensive guy, I'll be a bit of a defense first guy and, and vice versa. Right. So that versatility is showing just how it's just showing how important that versatility. Can is. you run that third line, that third grouping next year with Kulak and Roberg? Broberg on his offside. Yeah. They li- they don't yeah. mind Broberg on the right side. Holland has said in interviews that Broberg can play left or right. So it may be, yeah. maybe next year you sign. That's- that's that's how you save money. So if you could run, like, what's Kulak probably going to cost in the summer? Two and a half. Two. two. He's get at one eight two. right now. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, get him for two, two and a half, two, two five. And then let's say you can save two point two because you keep a mill of Cassian when you move him. Four point five mil right there. You just opened up just by moving out Cassian and Barry. You keep Kulak on the roster, and there's your four and a half mil. You can pretty Arch, Arch comes off, doesn't he? Yeah, Arch comes off, but you can basically get just another mil. That money you're saving though, I you're gonna need the money you have with the guys coming off though. That's going to a goalie, Pugliarvi, and Yamamoto. The money you're saving, in my opinion, you need to save enough money with transactions to afford a Vander Kane if you want him. Is, guy, Tyler. is there a way? Yeah. Is there a way? And I know no one here is gonna like it, um, but is there a way that goaltender? <laughs> next year is Smith and Skinner. The answer is yes. Great, great hit on that button. <laughs> yeah, that, was well done. Thank you. that was very impressive. Look, I brought it up earlier this year and everyone gave me the stink night when I did it. And I said, what about re-signing Koskinen at the end of the year? Nah. Right. He was really hot at the beginning of the year. And I said, I don't like it, but is there going to be a conversation? I well, now them, we're here and there's a conversation. I can see them re-signing Koskinen if they can get rid of Smith. Or do you run Smith and Skinner? Because all of a sudden now your two goaltenders are $3 million or less. Um, oh, that's scary though. If you're it's gonna- terrifying. But what if you use Smith as a, as your backup sort of kind of, you kind of roll with Skinner for the majority of the season. And then you use Smith kind of like, um, they used to do with Roger Clemens who only pitched at home for half a season. Uh, you know, you kind of bring them out. His injuries this year could be the only reason why Smith could have a big playoffs where he's got a whole tank full of gas hasn't overplayed. If he stays healthy, there's no reason to think that he's going to like just run out of gas this season. I fucking love your optimism, man. These are, <laughs> this is, you have to know that this is being talked about in around sure, the red wine sure, table. Sure, there's sure. a way to get rid of Smith, right? It's pretty easy. If you wanted to go this way, you just sit him down at the end of the year and you go, you aren't in our plans. You will be on waivers after camp. And he's either going to say, sure, wave me. And then you do it. Or he's going to say, ow, 
my back. What if he? What if he takes? What if he take? What if he's the 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 head goaltender and we go to the and we go to uh, the Western Final? Then everything changes. If you go on right. a magical run, everything changes. And I, I don't think the Western Final is that much of a magical run. I think everything's magical as as, as a fan. But when you look at this roster, you look at what they've done. You look where they are. And if they went to the fine, the Western final, I don't think that's, that's that far off. Well, the West is significantly weaker than the week than the East is as a whole. Right. So I think in that sense, yeah, it can happen. And I think at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that Stuart Skinner is going to be an NHL goaltender next year. Yes. I think we all can agree. We also need some insurance in case things don't work out. Thankfully. Yes. You can't trust Mike Smith to be healthy for 82 games. You need insurance. Thank you. Maybe they need to reach out to our friends at Cornerstone Insurance and figure it out. I don't know if they can help you, but I guarantee if you're listening to this, they can help you. For 90 years and four generations, Cornerstone Insurance has been in a family and employee-owned business here in Edmonton. Auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, whatever you need, they've got it covered. Cornerstoneins.ca, cornerstoneins.ca. Before we move on real quick, though, got to give some love to Brett Kulak. We were talking about him. First goal is an oiler mm-hmm. this past week. And... His quote after about how much it meant to him, obviously you want to score with your new team, but to do it as an oiler growing up as a stony plane kid, I love it. Tears in my eyes. I love it, man. People were talking, well, I don't know if you want to sign a hometown guy. It doesn't work. Well, it's a little bit different because he doesn't have the pressure to be the guy. He's also been around for a while, so that yes. pressure thing isn't the same. Yes. It's not like when Joffrey Lupel came in and everybody's like, he scored 40. Wow. <laughs> and saving the team and everything. And he's yes. coming in. Yeah, no, that was bad timing for him. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things I want to look at here. This past week was marked the six year anniversary of the closing of Rexall place or Skyreach center or Northlands Coliseum, Coliseum, whatever you want to call it. So just real quick, any memories that stick out to you from Rexall place that era, I'll start off. I was lucky enough to go to a lot of games in the 06 cup run. That place was, I don't know if I've ever heard a building as loud as it was. I'm thinking about game three against the Detroit Red Wings in first round. You couldn't hear yourself. You couldn't hear the announcements. You couldn't hear fucking black eyed peas. The song they're playing. Was that the triple overtime game or was that game four? Uh, no, it wasn't game three. Cause there's the one, there's one of the three or four is where there's a wraparound. We thought it went in on us. Oh yeah. And it went to review. Mm. and it didn't go in, goes one more overtime, and then we win it. I was also at the very last game at Rexall Place. Everybody came out. It was a good night. Love to see everybody, all the former Oilers coming out. That was a good time. Uh, Zachany, Rexall Place, Skyreach Center, Northlands Coliseum, memories for you. Uh, no, I never attended an Oilers game there, unfortunately. So, really? Not yeah. one? Not one. But you in Calgary did. the whole time? I was in Calgary the whole time. Un- unfortunate. However, I did attend one event there. I saw Blink-182 and I broke my nose at that concert. Well, there you go. How? Mosh Pit. Uh, and it, was actually, it was actually for the opening set. Rancid was playing and it was just like oh, a I was bunch at that of, show. Like just a bunch of punk heads that you, came out for Did that you one. tough through it? Oh yeah, I tough Attaboy. through it. Absolutely, I did. I was time. at that show. That was a great show. Tyler, any Rexall plays, Skyridge Center, Northlands Coliseum memories for you? It was pretty much always Rexall for me, right? Um, The last game, I remember I was still in radio school and I was sitting in class and my dad texted me and he was like, hey, could you find tickets for the game tonight? 
I was like, yeah, but they're expensive as hell. And he was like, I'll, I'll, I'll get us tickets. So my dad ended up getting, getting us tickets for the last game, like three hours before puck drop. And uh, he picked me up from school. He packed my Oilers jersey for me. And me and him went. Which we, one did you wear? Do you remember? Uh, it would have been the orange one. That was, no, that was that in circulation there? No, it wasn't. No, it was no. just a, nor, it was a blue dry saddle. That was the one I would have had then. Cause I got, I was early on the dry saddle train. Um, By the way, uh, speaking of dry saddle jerseys, shout out to our graphic designer, Kennedy, mm-hmm. who I found out today. She has 12 Ooh. Leon dry saddle jerseys. 12 that were like crested with his name. I think she has yes. two more that need to be crested to take it to 14. And she has some other flavors. Waz was telling me that she wants to get big dry sidle fan. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we sat by the Zamboni entrance, which is where people walked out. Right. So it was really cool to kind of like sit there with them. And then after when all the old guys were walking out and seeing it, it was just really, really neat. So uh, that's my final Rexall place memory. Played a couple of beer league games there actually after that's the Oilers cool. moved out, which was pretty neat. I got to play uh shinny there as well with the guys from violent gentlemen a little while ago. Oh, yeah, that was super that. fucking cool. Uh, Rick. Memories from Northlands for the old boy on the show. You know, some of the, some of the most fun was the outdoor pre playoff parties in the yes. late nineties, yes. right? You had power yes. 92 yes. out yes. there. They had the kiss song that was built for the Oilers. Um, that was a great time. Oh, uh, six was, was, was insane. And then in what is it? 15, that last game, I was there for that last game. Somehow got lucky as hell and was downstairs for the super, uh, the super cool party downstairs afterwards that, uh, I always hold over one year cause he couldn't get down there. Yep. Um, that was, yeah, though, no, that was insane. <laughs> Everyone was, it was just weird. Just walking around. All these people are just walking around like they're regular human beings. And you know, Freddie Brathwaite's over there and Yari Curry's over there and I'm having a drink of Pat Maroon and Taylor Hall. And it was, uh, it was surreal. It was fun. And yeah, no, I just like to sit back and think about those. I'll never forget the Pat Maroon chant that erupted that night at, uh, at Rexall place. He said it was the first time that ever happened to him. Oh, I, I miss, miss Patty, Patty sometimes. I, I was just, yeah. he came up is, so, so we were downstairs and he went up and grabbed a glass of wine or something like that. And they went to charge him. <laughs> didn't have his, he just came out of the dressing room. I was like, Patty, I got you, buddy. So I bought him his glass of wine. Nobody's There's a red wine too, right boys. You guys, <laughs> always, you guys get along very well. I like how he's like a millionaire, but you're so offended that the oiler didn't get his drink paid for that. You're like, well, yeah, Patty, I mean, no way. My guy he didn't have his like wallet on him. He just came out of the dressing room. A lot of those guys just kind of hung out in the dressing room yeah. and uh, yeah, he came out and we were chatting for a little bit and he had no money and he's, <laughs> ah, I got it for you, buddy. No problem. <laughs> I love that story. All uh, right, boys, it is time. To get to ask the idiots for our friends at Buster's Pizza. If you go to busterspizza.ca, I promise you they are going to have a location near you. It's Friday. Maybe you want to get this three large pizza deal they've got. Maybe you just want a donair. Three Maybe large, you want pizzas and donairs. They've got donair combos. They've got pizza combos. They've got pastas, whatever you want. Busterspizza.ca, find a location near you. If you don't know the bit, ask the idiots. These questions were submitted to me ahead of time. The boys have not seen them. I will ask them for their first reactions. Zach is filling in on the podcast today. So he's my first, uh, he's going to give up the first answer. This one comes in <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> if you have to fight one NHL player, who are you picking that you feel like you could beat? Kyler Yamamoto. Oh, sorry, Kyler. It's a honey badger, man. That guy's got, he's five, eight. I'm six, two. He's wiry though. He's he was, wiry. He I was, got the reach advantage on him. He was throwing himself against the uh, Chara there. <laughs> I don't know. It's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> That's so. what I was going to pick too. Kyler like, I don't know. know. Kyler, I could keep him at arm. I could probably keep him at arm's length. I don't know. Rick, who you fight? Johnny Goudreau. Oh, that was my guess. Number two. See, there are two ways I'm going about this. Go, go, all right. I want to hear both ways, actually. Option one mm-hmm. is, yeah, you pick like a Yamamoto who you think you might be able to just hang in there with. Option two. Prison, prison style? 
just get it over with and fight Nick Delorier, you're done and like like it'll hurt like hell. But you're just done quick, right? Like one just punch, get your ass beat. Just keep your just keep staring at the ice. I thought keep you were gonna go with there. like you, that chin in. You oh, drop yeah. the gloves and you look at the linesman and you go. Get ready. You call the linesman before you drop the gloves. <laughs> I uh, just, I like Tyler's oh. approach here. So I might go prison style where I pick on the biggest guy in the room. Chara, me and you, buddy. That's going to be another one that's over real quick. He might throw me into the 10th row of the fucking, <laughs> the fucking seats, but we'll see. Dude, the, when he fought Wade oh. Belak, and Belak was a scrapper, a big dude, and he ragdolled him in circles. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that guy's got nothing but power. Uh, let me think if I should say his name or not. No, I won't do it. Former NHL player once told me a story about he was sitting there and there was a scrum after the whistle and he just where everybody paired up in the dance, he was going up against Chara. Like that's how it just worked out. Yeah. And he's like, let's fucking go. Let's drop him right now. And Chara's like, nope, not doing it. Okay. Everything cleared off. And then later in the second period, Chara came back around to this guy and he's like, all right, it's time to go. And he just went, Oh boy, I've made a <laughs> massive mistake. Sorry, sir. That time is now off that that offers off the table. Question number two, ask the idiots for Buster's pizza. Rick, I'm starting with you after Tuesday's game. When they came back from a commercial Sportsnet played about 10 seconds of a Pepsi commercial during the play. My question here is what is the weirdest thing you ever remember seeing during the play or while watching a game? During the pull, uh, the first one that comes to mind and I probably watched it on TV more than anything else was in the saddle dome when the dude like <laughs> the streaker. Yeah. Yeah. But he like, he jumps yeah. the glass and then like yeah. cracks his head open. Yeah, was that the same game as uh, Har- a Harvey losing the tongue? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I do I'll, remember the streaker. Yeah. Though. I'm going to use those two then. Tyler? That dude was yeah, knocked out real fast. I'm going with the first one that popped into my head because it's the most recent. It was earlier this year when the dog was barking. <sighs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sitting watching the game on TV with my girlfriend and she was like, what's that noise on the TV? And I'm like, it's not on the TV. It's, it's someone outside, outside, yard, outside like, walking their dog. Yeah, like yeah. we live in a complex, right? And there's a ton of people with dogs. Around. I was like, it's someone outside. Keeps going. And she, again, she goes, I think that's on the broadcast. And I was like, no, it's not. Why would there be a dog? Like, come on, <laughs> use your head. And I was like mad that she thought it was on the TV. And then I muted it. And I was like, oh my God, it's Shit. on TV. <laughs> so that night when the dog was barking behind Jack and Louie, my dog, Frank was going fucking bananas. He could not find where this sound was coming from. He's like looking her outside. And then I mute. I was like, no shit. It is on the TV. And then he's just like, what's going on? (laughs) Why can't I go to the game? Uh, anything stick out to you? Yeah. I'm glad I actually am going third. Cause this one was, I, I had to really think about it. You remember that game against Carolina back in February where the stick got caught in the netting and it was like a 20 minute delay. Like that one was so weird. Yeah. That was weird. That no, that was like the uh, the the glass broke, and they had that little silver partition got oh, stuck yeah, in the glass, and then he's like right. a fucking twenty foot WWE yeah. ladder, and then somebody had like stand on someone's shoulders on top of it because it was still too. They needed a broom, like it was ridiculous. There was a game I was watching out in Red Deer, WHL game, and something had like that. There was a problem in the ice. So they busted out the fire hydrant or the fire extinguisher and they were like freezing the ice with the fire extinguisher. I've never seen that before. It's weird. That just reminded me of another one. Uh, Back in my days covering the AJHL, there was a game at Father David Bauer Arena where the glass broke and they had no replacement pieces of glass. So they put up a piece of plywood behind the net. Nice. And that one was was pretty weird. That's a small town shit. There was a Golden Bears game before I started working there where the popcorn machine caught on fire and they had to evacuate. Oh, that's like the Raptor thing from the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah with the speaker on. Fire. Or how about the uh, a couple of years ago? There was the sun delay. 
the yeah, outdoor game and uh, yeah. what that Sunday did do in Winnipeg is it gave me and Chris the intern a good chance to empty my bank account and drink mm-hmm. all of the Bud Lights that were within arm's reach. Respect. They weren't ready for that though. All right, what about you? I don't really have a good one that I've personally seen. Although one time I was at a game against the Canucks on my birthday and this was at Rexall place and we were up in the gallery and the Oilers were absolutely drubbing the Canucks. I remember it was just like, it was one of the few games that they had actually won. And I'm just so excited because it's my birthday. And then the Canucks scored a late goal in the third period to make it like seven, two or some shit like that. And a Canucks fan started dancing in the stairwell on the stairs, somebody just sat up and kicked him in the numbers on his Jersey. And he fucking rolled all the way down the stairs from the gallery. I've Mm. never seen anything like that. That's insanity. That is like, I'm not laughing. That's almost criminal. Yeah, that is criminal. Legitimately criminal. Hurt him very bad. Well, he did get escorted out by several people. Uh, they were the Rexall security, not a big fan of kicking people down the stairs and rightfully so in my opinion, the numbers. Yep. <laughs> you should put a sign somewhere. Yeah. Do not kick opposing fans. Like in, in Calgary when it's like, Hey, don't use profanity. And like everyone within a million seats of you is shit faced <laughs> up in the third deck. <laughs> hey, watch your mouth. Must have also been kind of weird. If anybody saw me piggybacking Tommy G down the stairs at the saddle dome one fair. time. That's that was impressive. That was dangerous. That is dangerous. I wasn't there. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> I wouldn't. Question number three, Rick, I'm starting with you. You're going to be a number one player on your team. Hopefully the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be a forward, a defenseman or a goalie and explain your reasoning? You know what? I'm kind of weird. I'd love to be the goaltender. I love to be everything on you. I love I used to try and block shots. Even when I'm playing beer league, man, I still try and block shots. It's stupid. I know I don't get it. Any opportunity I get to put the pads on and go in net, I jump all over it. Yep. It's, it, I don't know, man. It's fun. It's just that, that extra, that is that extra something, that extra challenge that I, I, I just relish it. I love it. Put I was going to say goalie too. Put me in net, man. I always wanted to be a goalie growing up, but we couldn't afford the pads and shit. So yeah, I had to play out, but I always wanted to be a goalie. Dude, it's so, so much fun. I'll jump in to say goalie as well. Tyler, if you're playing in a position, which one is it? You're the number one guy, but why, why are you picking that spot? Forward. I'm here to score goals. That's what you said in Jasper. And that's what you money did. Money and the bitches. Yeah, I'm here for the fame and the glory and goals. Zach? I'll be a big power forward left winger. Bangs the body, crashes the net, goes to the dirty areas. Looch. Patty Maroon. Throws an elbow up once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. a big man. I'd like to use my size out there. Mm-hmm. I could also say, because I'm not a large dude, what I would say is maybe like a puck moving defenseman. You can get that paycheck if you're a good puck moving defenseman. Yeah. Plus I'm right-handed. Oh, so oh you're, yeah. So you're, you're like wealth. the little Tyson yeah. Barry out there. Yeah, nice some variables. There's mm-hmm. nothing more satisfying. I don't slide back and play defense a lot for anyone who knows <laughs> me. Um, but the odd time I have in like a little like summer shinny, playing D and snapping a nice breakout pass up and watching it connect. That is a very satisfying. I feeling. agree. Coming behind the net, picking the puck up. And then, you know, you have to get past that first forward. Easy to get past yeah. him. Now you've got some speed. The next two really aren't moving. So they're easy to get past, dude. That's a great feeling. You're flying. You've already scored the goal four times in your head and you haven't even passed to the defenseman yet. I even like when you're going back and you post up behind the net, survey the situation, looking at everything that's hey, going take on. Take a look. I like it. Question number four, Zach, come back to you. Ask the idiots. Everybody is healthy in the organization. Players, prospects, cleft bomb. Opening mm-hmm. night of the playoffs. Who's coming out and who's going in? Everyone's healthy. Clef bomb's healthy. Clef bomb's healthy. Who's coming out? 
Who's going in? Uh, well, Clef Bomb's obviously in, right? Mm-hmm. Who's coming out? That's easy. <laughs> I, so there's one. The answer is you're going 11 and 7. Yeah. I think so. What? I think you got to go 11 and 7 if Clef Bomb's back. It's worked. That's the thing. It, it's yeah. worked under Woodcroft already. He loves it. Okay, well, who's. So you got Clef Bomb coming in, and you're not taking another D out. So you're taking out one forward? Cassie. Yeah, take it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he's just. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but he's just not effective out there at all. Yeah. And, you know, he his role has been asked to be changed under Woodcroft. And I just don't know if I've seen him changing his style of play at all. And he's getting buried to the, down the lineup. He's on the fourth line. He's not playing a lot of minutes. No. Uh, just to be a little bit different, because I got a feeling some other people are going to have the same answer. I'm going to say I'm taking Cass out Holloway in. I'm moving somebody from Nuge's line down one. And putting Holloway in there. And are you going 11 and 7 too? Mm. Are you scratching? Well, yeah, no, I'll go 11 and 7 because obviously we all want Clef Bomb. Tyler, what are you doing? 11 and, 11 and 7, Cass out, and that's it. Rick? I'm running, yeah, McLeod and Ryan or whatever is the two wingers on the fourth line. Clef Bomb in, mm-hmm. Keith out, Holloway in, Cassian out. You're doing double takes over there. I'm watching we, your brain restart. I would take out Duncan Keith. But you got Clef Bomb in there. Yeah, but you know, Keith's, Keith's been good. I would rather have four, uh, 12, 12 forwards. And like, cause I mean, obviously Darnell eats his minutes. Clef Bomb's going to be able to eat his minutes. No problem at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Kulak, there's nothing wrong with Kulak there. And then, yeah, I'm putting Holloway in. I'm taking Cassian out and there. <laughs> and you know what? At this rate, I'm probably going to put uh short in and take Brassard out. So there's there. I'm moving three guys. There you Busy go. man. Rick's got moves to make. Let's go. He's not fucking around here. All right. Last question. Ask the idiots. Tyler, I'm coming down to you first. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. Knock on wood. Who is your ideal first round opponent in the playoffs and why? The Arizona Coyotes. (laughs) Well, obviously. Uh, The LA Kings. I think they match up pretty well against LA. Uh, Even when LA's blue line is fully healthy, I don't think it's miles better than the Oilers' blue line. I think it's better, but it's close. I think the Oilers' forward depth is better than the LA Kings. And just like the Oilers, the Kings have shaky goaltending. That's been wildly inconsistent this year. I think that's a really good matchup when you compare it to the other teams that could very well be in the playoffs. Like, I wouldn't want them to play Vegas. Nashville scares me because UC Soros. Calgary is very, very good. Dallas, I would put on par, but it's not realistic, so I'm not really worried about it. L.A. is going to be their matchup, and L.A. is a good matchup. Rick? I like the L.A. matchup, and I wasn't worried about Vegas either. Zach? Yeah, I think the L.A. matchup would be pretty good. Um, I'd also like to see the Oilers matchup against... (laughs) Two. (laughs) He's marking this one down. <laughs> I'm also gonna. This is boring. I'm gonna say LA also. But man, I would. But really, we know it's LA. It I has been really LA for like love, three weeks now. Yeah. I'd really fucking love a battle of Alberta. Yeah, That's round two. I, That's if they can get past Nashville. We'll see them in round two. <sighs> and listen, we're two and two against them this year. Everyone sits there and, and says, you know, the the Flames are a juggernaut. The Flames, the Flames, the Flames, the Flames, the Flames, the Flames, the Flames. The Oilers went through a two and thirteen uh, stint. The Oilers have had some weird ass goaltending. The Flames have had one of the hottest goaltenders all year, and we're right the fuck behind them. One win and some loser points. Let's go. And hey, let's not forget that the Oilers still managed to put five past Jacob Markstrom a few weeks ago. Yeah. Like if if if, if um, Evander Kane scores that goal to make it six six, who knows how that game finishes off? Mm-hmm. Who knows? 
Mm-hmm. We can take Calgary on. Mm-hmm. I like this. All right, boys, we got to pick a winner for the Buster's Pizza gift card. So here are your options. We're going to do a little vote, Zach. You have to fight a player. That's your option one, right? Weirdest thing you've seen in a game. Uh, what what position are you going to be if you're an Oilers player? The healthy organization question and question five, who's your first ideal first round opponent? Who are you voting for, Zach? Uh, the fighter player. Okay, fighter player gets one. Rick? The only thing I like more than talking about the playoffs is talking about me being in the NHL, so. <laughs> Tyler? Fighter player. And I will not vote because I saw this, so the fight a player. There you go. Scott? My boy Scott here is just cleaning up the Busters GCs, by the way. Is he winning a lot? He's won. He's, I wonder he's if he's saving them all to have like one big pizza party. He, he DM, he's like, I'm going to have a pizza party for my kid and he's going to love it. And like, yes, straight. Game, one, game one of the playoffs. There's 13 pizzas in the house. Mm. One of everyone off the menu. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a whole lot. Again, we'll just real quick run through the schedule before we get to the hot and cold performers. Tyler, if you want to start making your way back, uh, we've got a busy schedule coming up. Colorado tomorrow. That's cool. So let's go to the next four games, boys. We've got Colorado tomorrow, Minnesota, Nashville, Vegas. What would be just like, what's a record over those four games that you're cool with? Three and one. That's my prediction. Oh, prediction. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Three and one would be nice. I think even just going 500 at this point would be acceptable. Yeah. For me, I would love a four and oh, I'd love a three and one, but I think if you can get a two, one and one in there, you're probably pretty happy. You're playing the, those three teams that are in the playoffs right now. Those are ones you need to like stand up and show who yep. you are. And uh, yeah, let's go. Tyler, what do you think? Uh, uh, they've built up a little bit of goodwill in my opinion. So I, I, I would be fine with two and two, two and two is good with me. What do you think they do? Two and two. Two and two? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know. Who's your wins? You got Colorado, Minnesota, Nashville, Vegas. Uh, I will say they beat Vegas and Colorado. They win the two home games. damn it. You're going to be at the game in Nashville. You're not even on that one. Oh, shit. You're right. I I think they beat Nashville. They play well against Nashville. Yeah, they do. Leon fucking eats the Preds for lunch. Yeah, but you're going to lose games, so. Not Not my world. Mm-mm. Zach, what do you think? Who's, who's your wins here? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think they beat, I think they can beat Colorado tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think they can beat Nashville. I mean, I think they can beat any of these four teams coming up here, honestly. Um, but again, just trying to be realistic, you know, two and two is probably good. So I'll, I'll go with Colorado and I'll go with uh, Nashville. All right, Tyler, get your buttons ready. Time yeah. for the manscaped.com hot and cold performers. Where's my read here? Ah, there it is. After lighting the lamp, hit the showers with this all-in-one skin and hair care kit that covers you from head to toe. Literally, Tyler, head to toe. Literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest of your body. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com using the promo code ONRADIO, getting 20% off your order and free shipping. Again, that is ONRADIO for our friends at Manscaped. Com. As we do every week, we start off with our veggies, our cold performers from the last seven days of our lives. Can be sports, can be whatever you want. Zach, who is your manscaped.com cold performer of the week? The police officer that pulled me over yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was not very nice of him. Four. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole story. It's actually not, it's not even that bad. Like, it's not like you did anything that wrong. No, it's not it's that just, I did it's a good story. that wrong. It, it is a good story. It was uh grand larceny and breaking and entering. Zach is out it's here living like it is GTA. Vice City. Yeah, that's right. Rick, your manscaped.com cold performer of the week. 
I said it earlier. I think he's playing himself off the roster, but uh, Mr. Zach Cassian, he's taking the cold performer. What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on for the last three seasons with that dude? <laughs> no kidding. Tyler, your manscaped.com cold from the week. Um, I'm going to give it to you because you're not coming to Nashville and I like partying with you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Zach's got the knee thing going on. So I, I understand that one, but for you, I wish you would have came to Nashville. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm sad that you're not. I'm upset. I'm upset. I'm not going to, I'm going to have one of those. I'm probably, obviously I'm going to have major FOMO while you guys are gone, but I'm probably going to avoid social as much as possible for non-work related things. Cause I don't <laughs> want to see the fun you're having or alternate option. I just start drinking in my house the same time I'm estimating you guys start drinking on the road. Cause I know the nation rules. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, one before, oh yeah. One before 10. I know the rules. I know the rules, the road. Uh, Rick took my Cassian cold performer here. So let me think here. Oh, cold performer of the week. I just didn't, you know what? It annoys me that Josh Archibald is still taking a, uh, a spot on the roster. He's not playing. And also Mike Smith has many, has as many points as him this season. So I'm going to say Josh Archibald again. You're as cold as ice. All right, let's flip it off. Let's finish off this podcast. Jay has offered to take us for beer. So I want one right now. I want it. I can taste it. Zach. Manscaped.com, hot performer of the week. I'm going to go with the Oilers' third pairing of Brett Kulak and Tyson Berry. They each had a goal and two assists against Anaheim, and they've been playing some pretty good hockey. It's getting hot in here. So hot. Rick, your Manscaped.com, hot performer of the week. It's simple. Everyone should be on the same one here. It's Mike Smith. The man is on fire right now. He's playing his best hockey at this point of the season when we need it, and I think he's doing it impartial, kind of shoving it to some of the fans who have been... Uh, against him all season. I think that he's the type of player that feeds off that type of stuff and he's hot, hot, hot right now. I can't believe it! Over his last seven starts, Mike Smith is 6-0-1, a 2-1-3 goals against and a 9-28 save percentage. Tyler Uremchuk, your manscaped.com hop from the week. I've been rocking the Jersey all show. The Toronto blue Jays are back baby opening day tonight. They're going to smoke the Texas Rangers this weekend. They are going to win the American league East this year. They are going to win at least a round in the playoffs. And we are going to have a good goddamn time watching them all summer. Woo. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot. Cause I'm fly. You ain't cause you not. What are we betting on today? Jays minus one and a half Barrios over five and a half K's. Do you have some bets on today? I have emptied my bank account on Jay's run line. Hot dang. Jay's run line. Yeah. I also can't wait till before the show, Tyler and I are going to have matching Boba Shet jerseys and I can't wait till we accidentally wear them both into the office at the same time. It's going <laughs> to be super cute. Accidentally. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> my manscape.com hot performer of the week. Got to give it to him. Got to give it to the kid. Connor McDavid, 13 goals, 16 assists, 29 points in his last 15 games. Every year at the end of the season, this dude goes on a run that is absolutely magic to watch. He's filling my jeans with money. He's hilarious to watch. He is a freak. He's a cheat code. He's the game genie, whatever you want to call him. Connor McDavid, hot performer of the week. Pour it on! Again, after lighting the lamp, hit the showers with this all-in-one skin and hair care kit that covers you from head to toe. Manscaped is the trust below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Enjoy the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com using the promo code ONRADIO to get 20% off. Slow down. He's trying to line up the song here. Okay, so hang on. Nah, it's probably not going to work. It's uh, the broadcaster's been Going to manscaped.com. Just put the phone in front of the mic. For 20% off and free shipping <laughs> with the promo code ONRADIO. How are we doing? 
Uh, not great over here. <laughs> it's because now we record, so I sit far away. That's at least the excuse I have built in. I have two roadcasters on my phone, so I got to connect one to Bluetooth, and then like we're bringing know. one to Nashville, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, yeah. So next week, just well, I'm still vamping here for Tyler to see if we can get this going. Mm-hmm. Next week, the boys will be doing the ON Radio on the road. Yes, you'll be down in Nashville. I may call in, probably not, depending on what time you guys do it. We'll yeah, see. Fair. Yeah. Are you using your contacts to get us like into the, into Bridgestone center? Like, are we going to be in like some, some real area or are we going to be in our hotel room? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking Jay was like, you guys should do it live or do uh, the pregame show. He's like, you should do the pregame show live at Tootsie's. And I was like, don't you think that's a little loud? Like you might not be able to hear us talking about the Oilers. And he was like, ah, are we but fine? We'll I think you're loud. doing the pregame show with me. While Let's go. Out. You said the same thing on the bus though. Yeah, I did. And it worked. So I turned out great. Yeah. There you go. Um, How are you yeah. doing over there? I, it's not going to work. <laughs> okay. I like no how, what, what month is this right now? Yeah, uh, we're in April. April. When did the season start? It's, uh, a, it's a Bluetooth problem. Like the. Let's hold up to the microphone. There you go. Oh, there look, it's working. All right. For DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Manscaped.com, Cornerstone Insurance, Buster's Pizza, I want to thank all of you for listening to this here podcast. That's Oilers Nation Radio, episode 188. Last thing before we go, score prediction tomorrow against the Colorado Avalanche. I got a 4-2 win coming. 5-4 Oilers. Zach. 3-1 Oilers. Rick. 5-3 Oilers. Let's fucking go. Oilers Nation Radio in the books. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.